0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fluency, a podcast dedicated to exploring the intersection of yoga and psychology, a place to consider all aspects of our humanness and tools to bring home to our own inner lives. I'm Livia Cohen Shapiro. I'm a mama, a wife, a yoga teacher, somatic therapist, and I'm the founder of Applied Psychology for Yogis and the School for Ecstatic Unfoldment. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And as I've mentioned before, this is my first endeavor into a podcast. And over the next six weeks or so, in this first season of fluency, I'll be bringing you some excerpts and interviews that very much align with and reflect the teachings and experiences of my upcoming course, Emotional Literacy for Yogis. And Emotional Literacy for Yogis is a nine month course that blends academic rigor, deep personal inquiry, and specific techniques to bring yoga and somatic psychology into a more seamless integration for yoga practitioners and teachers. It's designed for yoga practitioners and teachers alike from any style and length of practice and really all you need is a body, a computer, and a longing. So enjoy. Okay, so hi everyone. Welcome. I'm Livia and I'm here with uh, an amazing colleague and friend and soul sister Gina Minyard and Gina is an incredible yoga teacher who lives in Atlanta and um, also a teacher of meditation which hopefully she'll tell you just a touch about in our conversation and let me just also well welcome Gina, thank you for being here with us.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Leviathan. Joy to be here with you.
0: Thanks. Well, and let me just also say that, so Gina signed up for the emotional literacy course, the psychosocial emotional literacy course, um, in the first year that I did it. And I was, um, it was, that was in its first iteration. And I had come up with this curriculum and was, was establishing, um, these various courses in the online market, and it was sort of in this like nervous way, like, oh, no one's gonna sign up. Like, what am I doing? And then all one day, I see in my inbox, Gina Minyard has signed up for your course, and I was like, ah! and um, I just like basically stopped breathing because I was like, this better be good. <laughs> Because I had um, just known Gina from afar in Anusara Yoga and had just seen her in workshops and always was like, oh my God, this woman. Just I was just so in awe of her always. and So it, it just so happened that that first year of the emotional literacy course, I had like three or four people who I had been admiring from afar in my wider yoga community. And the, all those people signed up for the class. But suffice to say... Uh, we all survived, <laughs> and um, and these women have been so um, they've really been like so important actually to the growth of this course and my work in general, and that's why I wanted to ask Gina to come on and just speak to us a little bit about what the experience was like in the course and kind of what she's been doing with that skill set because Gina came in as a teacher who was very established in her career and doing great amazing things and there was this other piece that she wanted and um, so I just think it's lovely to, to hear from someone who is so far along on their path so um, and I still continue to be in awe of the way that Gina is in her teaching with her students and it's amazing so hmm. welcome again.
1: Thank you, Livia. That's really, really sweet. (laughs) Really amazing.
0: Well, tell us um, if you could like spiral back to that moment when you're like, I'm going to sign up for that course. Tell me a little bit about sort of what intrigued you about that curriculum and what you were, you know, kind of hoping to get out of that and just what was the, what was the pull really?
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, as you said, I've been uh, involved with yoga and meditation uh, for quite some time, and um, I guess I, you know, yoga was such a, a path of, um, I guess, so many for so many of us, just a way of um, connecting to myself and connecting to life, and I. Gosh, it's, it's interesting to look back on that because I think I'm, I'm saying that now more from the perspective of where I've been on, you know, since, since that course and going deeper into, you know, the, the emotional, um, psychological aspect of it. I mean, yoga is always a very spiritual practice for me. Um, very both physical, I would say physical and spiritual, uh, all kind of wrapped up in one. And, um, but more and more, as I was going along, I realized there was a void with the psychological, emotional component, and that had a lot to do with my own life, my own story. And you know, I know it's different for everybody, but I, um, I know for me personally, I, you know, I, don't, I I wasn't raised in a way to be particularly in touch with my emotions or emotional process or um, anything along those lines, and and that. Not only was apparent in my life, but but you know apparent in my teaching as well. Like my teaching, I think was very spiritual, if you want to say it that way, and also very physical. But I, um, the sort of connecting at the heart level, wasn't was something that I didn't even know I wasn't really doing well. It was just like void. And so for some time, I had been feeling the 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 lack of that, or I would always make I'd sort of make the joke that, um, gosh, the more yoga and meditation that I do, the more I realized I probably need therapy. I would just joke about that. And then, um, but never really act on on that because I was getting more and more aware, like the more aligned I got in my body and the more clear I got in my spirit, like kind of what a mess that was. And it just was a, a, a very, um, you know, uncomfortable feeling to, to have such limited access or just not fully developed access to my emotional psychological workings and how that's playing out in my life and then, you know, maybe in my yoga teaching as well. So, um, so when I saw your course and your, the work that you're doing, and I have to say too, Olivia was uh, being someone I have known for some time through the Anasar yoga world. I was like, I know that's going to be a spot on course. I totally trusted, uh, you know, what she was bringing to it. It's interesting to hear your side (laughs) of the story. Um, but I just had no, like, uh, I had no doubt in my mind, it was going to be awesome. So, um, so I signed up for it with just, um, this an excitement of like, Oh my gosh, this is a terrain that I really want to, I'm just so, you know, looking forward to diving into. And sure enough, um, it opened up a tremendous, uh, skill sets and awareness and a process um it was a it ended up being part of just going through the course was transformational and it ended up being as life as life will do it, uh, at that time was sort of launched into a very uh transformative time in my life as well uh with a lot of emotional content um some of it was tying up loose ends that needed to be addressed and then some new things to deal with and just the whole time, I, I felt like through through working with uh, Livia in that particular course, and we also did a lot of mentoring um, with one on one. It just was, you know, so many dimensions opened up, and I I settled into kind of understanding the the terrain of my of my heart and my emotions and my psyche in a way that was just so grounding and wonderful for me. And then that naturally translated into my teaching. I felt like I was able to. You know, be more of a presence of that in my teaching, and invite people as well into their own um, their own emotional process through yoga. Not like a some big therapeutic way, but just to weave in just uh, how we can work with our emotions and how they can actually be part of grounding and coming into a a realness when we're we're being with them versus. You know, but what I would used to do, and just sort of try to ignore them or not know what to do with them, or just a, just a terrain I hadn't explored. Mm. So, it was an incredible experience. It, it was um, it was just what I needed at the right time, uh, personally, and and at, it, it definitely I think moved me to into another dimension of my teaching that was has um, been wonderful just to offer, and also to, I I know it's been well received as well. Yay. So.
0: Okay. <laughs> what? Well, I think three things that I, I think I'm hearing is like so much what I mean by using this word literacy, like so many of us are not actually taught emotional, like social and emotional literacy in schools in our, I mean, there's a new wave of this happening now in, in the educational system, but I found personally that like a lot of I didn't really know how to be with my emotions. And I think part of why I liked yoga so much was there's something about it that drew me into my own inner world in a way, but I didn't necessarily have this other skill set to navigate what was arising and that was partly why I ended up at Naropa and that's a whole other story for another day. But to be to the emotional body and the way we the patterns that we have when we come into social interaction, there's like, there's a map of that from within. And we, it's up to us to really become literate of our own language, our own heart language. And also ways like being literate of the nonverbal things between, just between us as humans, and between us as teachers and students and colleagues. So in what you said, it's so much this description of why I use this word literacy. Um, because so I mean, we can be so proficient in the yoga in the asana, so literate and you know articulating how to move in the body and in these asanas, and then we get to these like, oh, how do we deal with our anger or how do we deal with our frustration, or how do we deal with this conflict at the studio and it's like, uh, uh, you know there's just this blankness that's there, the void mm-hmm. yeah.
1: For sure, yeah, I would say that sums it up well. It was, it's like I, I was illiterate. I just, you know, I just didn't know anything about it. You, you know, I think it's true in schools, education-wise. You know, the, I, I certainly didn't have any of that in my schooling, but also even in my, like, family life. Like, that just wasn't part of our family culture to, to you know, to work in those domains. So, yeah, so it really it really met some a part of my, uh, gosh, like, like I, and I, I feel like I grew up. That course, just like kind of going through school in a certain way, like I, I grew up into a mature understanding of of that dimension, um, and becoming more more literate. Mm-hmm.
0: That's really and, great to hear that in particular, because the curriculum over, like the arc of the curriculum, the way I designed it, it actually goes in a developmental process of how um, ideally we're learning how to how to be in our bodies so like the first stage of life is all about being in our just being in our bodies and learning about sensation and need and desire and basic movement and all of that and then and then feeling our feelings and interacting and expressing those feelings and um and where we come from and dealing with like our familial patterns and then going out into the world as an adult and how do we engage with our work and our families and um, our longings for what we're doing in the world. And so I've tried to map the the trajectory of the course from actually from conception to a kind of eldering. Hmm. And so it gives us an opportunity to kind of go back and revisit new places or places that we um haven't been able to work on for a while and then almost like project what we might like way into the future um into our into our eldering and how we want to carry our work forward that kind of thing mm-hmm. Yeah. so there is a map there is a, a map there there is a method there yeah, yeah. so it's cool to hear that um that you felt like you were growing up because that's the the exact map that I have tried to create for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, growing up, and I would say also just like coming into more and more consciousness mm. about things so unconscious mm. within me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I remember that time that I <laughs> I shared with you the group um, when I realized, you know, was for instance I was projecting. There was that was like a concept I was just like not even. A work, aware of, or working with, and I was having this, you know, exchange with my boyfriend at the time. <laughs> it was just a really funny moment where it's like I had a moment, where I like pulled back from the actual exchange. I was like, wait a second, I'm projecting. <laughs> anyway, it was just really funny. Like he got, he was like a, you know, a kind of intense conversation, you know, exchange we were having. But it was just like a funny moment where I realized, I, and what a great thing to realize, and like how much that opened up into like what was really going on, or at least more of a chance to talk about what was really going on at that moment, instead of just getting tangled up in some kind of, you know, not productive exchange about whatever we were, you know, getting into at the time. So it just was, yeah, it was coming into a consciousness of all the things that are working under the surface, um, you know, motivating and directly influencing how we're interacting, even sort of skewing how we you know, see things. All these, of course, are just the things we go through in the course. But um, I just it's been growing up and uh, coming into greater consciousness mm-hmm. in so many ways. And you
0: also brought up this piece around modeling for students and colleagues. Like, you're not really trying to do anything other than be yourself and live into the various teachings that you've received and kind of experiment and explore in your own process. But mm-hmm. by doing that, this sort of awesome side effect is it invites other people to do the same just by being around you.
1: Hmm. Yeah, very much so. You know, just um, when you're settled and grounded in what's what's real for you, I think it just just there is a, a natural movement towards that, or people get kind of drawn into that too. And just I feel like I just in my teaching I've been able to just to be more present. To everybody, um, to hold hold space more deeply, um, and I just I think, of course, people respond to that kind of uh, you know presence. And it's not something I'm trying to do per se, but just like you're saying, it's just what I'm what I'm more capable of now. Right. Yeah.
0: You've said to me before in other conversations we've had about how much the sensory piece, the tracking sensation, has been so mm. critical for you and also something that you've brought into your teaching a lot. So would you, could you just say a little bit about that? Cause I feel like, um, it's so foundational to, to the course and to the work. And, and I know it's been a really big game changer for how, how you're teaching and practicing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would say probably that's like, if that's the one thing I can really put my finger on is like the, the, the skill of tracking sensations has been—it um, was game-changing for me because I, tr- I learned that I'm a per- person that feels a lot of emotion very strongly. I used to I, before I would categorize myself as not that. I would try to somehow make it like I'm no, I'm kind of easy, or you know, anytime I feel something strongly, I would try to distract myself. I didn't know what to do with it, and turns out now I, it's like I own the fact that I'm like I'm intense, like I, I feel so strongly. But it's only I've only been able to like come to that in learning how to bring my emotions into my body. Because what would happen before is I'd have a very, you know, a strong emotion about something, and usually along the lines of, you know, probably disappointment or grief or some some way that I'd be upset. And my mind would spin out, and my mind would go to all the strategizing around it, or just trying to distract myself from it, or you know, one like anxiety about like what did that mean for the future, like what if I had in the past or. You know, I think that's called what? Mentalizing. I, that's um, exactly what I just wrote down <laughs> on yeah. my notes. I was like, was... "Oh, mentalizing, mentalizing." <laughs> and um, yes, and then I also probably was dissociated too. Like, I've all that, and like beyond in the upper regions of who knows where I would go in my head. Hmm. And so, I, as much as I feel very strongly, I also have a very you know active intellect. And anyway, so but when I would be up in my head about it, I'd be miserable. It would be I would be ungrounded and lost and. Kind of in a like suffering, you know, in these situations, and am really um, just spinning out. And what I learned about just this—it it seems so simple—but um, whatever that feeling is, has a sensory, uh, a sensory counterpart that is actually the most real thing about that that emotion. And so, tracking sensations is learning how to just feel into the sensations of your body, and whether it's about some big emotion or just like in the you know in in any moment like feeling uh like right now i have a like a you know just like a a strange pressure i would say a pressure in my chest and a tingly feeling in my feet you know just these are the things you just like learn how to track what's in your body and and just doing that for me takes me out of my this the sort of spaciousness vastness of my mind and everything that can go up in there and like grounds me into my into the very tangible, real experience of my body. And when I then went through this big emotional upheaval, when I was doing a lot of work with you and I had so much grief to process, to learn how to track grief and not freak out about it, um, like not going to my head about it, but to like hold it in my body was, it made me like stronger in my body. It made me deeper, I would say like deeper and wider and, and more present in my body to have that strong emotion to work with and to learn how to track it and to ground it. And it just that, that process, you know, I remember the time you told me, you said to me, like, you know, this is a practice, like this is something you have to do, you know, all the time. And especially as you if you're navigating something that is, you know, when you feel yourself going up and out, it's like, it's a practice, just like your asana, it's just like your meditation. And I, I've, I practice it all the time, even sometimes before I go to bed and I'm feeling kind of my mind is wandering or I just feel into the sensations in my body and, and get more grounded in the moment. And it's such a game changer. And that's something I use in my teaching. It's something I, I feel like I've integrated the practice so much that I it's something I can bring into my into my teaching. And mm-hmm. um, if I'm in, in a class setting, and I feel like the room is really ungrounded. We'll just do a simple tracking sensation exercise for our centering at the beginning or I've had many classes recently where the whole, we're all processing something, you know, politically something going on in the, you know, craziness of our world, or, you know, we lost, um, we lost a community member, um, this past year that was really, you know, very intense and sad for so many of us. And I just led people to, to just be, to feel what they were feeling in their bodies and then to move from that place. And it was, it's, it's so, um, you know so powerful it's like i've always been so like i said sort of physical physical in my yoga practice and very spiritual and to this ability to bring like emotion into the body spirit dimension has been like I, the emotion to me feels like such is like aliveness mm. and and there's like an, i feel like the bliss of each emotion even though they are sometimes uncomfortable and it just has opened up this whole dimension that for me has been so transformative and, and it's something I, um, you know, people feel the power of when I just invite them into the this, this simplicity of that practice. Um, that's, that's been huge. That's been a big, a big one. Yeah. I'm so grateful for.
0: Thank you for sharing your experience with that. I usually, when I ask a, a yoga teacher, okay, what are you noticing in your body? It's often actually, I get a feel, an emotion word. I feel anxious. I feel, excited I feel this and and there's this real difference between like okay the feeling but then the sensation the felt the the felt sense if you will and Mm -hmm. so much of my practice actually is about the felt sense of any given asana Mm -hmm. and to take it even one step further like here's an example where this whole conversation around like modifying poses and students in the full form of this full form of the pose versus a quote-unquote modified version or or this, at least here in Colorado, there's a lot of this term of like up-leveling your practice. And for me, I'm just, the conversation isn't about props or no props or making things more or less difficult. For me, it's like if the person is actually embodied in the pose, it doesn't matter if their leg is, whatever their felt sense is, if they're actually, their attention is there and they can articulate that, that's the full form of the pose because it's, it's very pure, essential embodiment, regardless of the outer look. And I feel like that we were doing that in Anya but it just was spoken about in a way, in a different way. It wasn't articulated mm-hmm. the same way. Like we talked about, do, yeah. you know, like doing the pose from the inside, being moved, but I don't know if we were given that like other layer of like, well, what's the actual skill set to do that? And the skill set to do that is the ability to track your sensation when you're moving your body, and it's a whole other thing to move your body because that's the form, and a whole other thing to be tracking every little piece along with the movement.
1: Yeah, I I hear you with that, and I think too for me, I realize you know if I reflect on that, um, you know, of course, Anasara it was it's so alignment based, and I know that was something I could really grab onto and it was so good for me to have this like structure of right. like how to put my body into these shapes with these, these principles that were so, so organizing. It's like, I really needed that for my, for my mind, my psyche. It's like, I feel like I did a lot of work. I had to, I had to really ground in that way and get organized before I could even begin to work with my my deeper layers. And then, but for me, the, the idea of, you know, the heart centeredness of it and, and moving from, from the inside out. Like I I got that there was a devotional piece to it. It was like this inspiration Mm -hmm. from the heart, often like a very almost devotional quality and, and just that feeling being what sort of along with that structure sort of moved into the expression of the pose. But I don't feel like I learned anything about like how to feel into each part, except around the context of alignment. Like, okay, these are your rhomboids. These are your pinky toes. Like these Mm. are your know how to like work these important your finger pads your knuckles like and and that's me such important work too um you know to just awaken all these parts of the body but yeah i don't i don't see how that for me anyway there was any any sort of almost like an invitation to reflect on how it was feeling it was just just find it and use it (laughs) you know versus like be in it and and Mm. feel it Mm If that makes sense? Yeah,
0: totally. I mean, I had
1: a very similar
0: um, experience as I was layering in my understanding of somatic psychology into what I was already doing and, and sorry yoga, and of course, I was teaching full time when I was at when I was at school at the time. So I was like, unbeknownst to the students who were coming to my class, they were sort of like my guinea pigs, and <laughs> luckily it worked out. But um mm-hmm yeah, I noticed some similar, some similar shifts for them too. Yeah. Anything else about your experience in the course or since the course that you, that it's just like, you feel inspired to say at this moment?
1: I mean, I just feel like I, you know, it kind of just, what I said before that it, it just opened up so many dimensions that I, it's still so exciting for me to um, it's like, I'm still not that it, anything is ever really like finished, but there's, there's still such so much unfold thing. Um, it's like, I want to do the course again you know, um, and just sort of even you know, start from the beginning and go through the process again and just kind of see what, you know, what unfolds the second time. It so was the first time was such a new uh, terrain for me. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess that, that it's just something that I is still unfolding and still in process, which is a wonderful thing. Um, but I'm just, it's just really, I'm just really noting and reflecting on just really how much of a game changer it was for me. And that's why I'm always, um, you know, I'm such a a fan of your work and I, um, am always sharing it and, and inviting people into it. And, um, because it's so important to it and some of that was maybe that's personal because it, for me it was so much of what sort of filled in the missing pieces for me mm. because I, I know I shared with you and it's like I would say like I, I feel like I'm so in my body and you know really had the asana down and um, and that's I had the asana part down and and my my meditation practice is so is grounding in a in a in a deeper is like in a different way but it was really in this work with the emotional piece and I guess tracking sensations and just opening up that whole dimension that I feel like I really came into embodiment. It was like a piece of my embodiment that was, that was just it maybe it wasn't missing, but it just was not, I was not in contact with. So it's just something that I continue to um, kind of be astonished by. And um, it's just still unfolding um, both in my own life. And then, in how I, I feel so grateful that I, when I, I had the opportunity to you know, not only in the sort of day-to-day classes, you know, it's an underlying feature of it, but especially when, when something's really going down for people, either in the class itself or even just conversa- a conversation for after with the student, how I'm able just to be present to them and, and give them, help them be in, in their own process and a more, you know, really, um, I've had many students say to me, and often in the context of my, like, trainings, like, they're having some emotional experience in the training and they just went through a process with it. And they, they say to me afterwards, it's like, wow, I felt so just safe. And, you know, in a space where I could just really feel that. And I just didn't even know that that was possible. Mm. You know, so it's uh, and it was such a big, such a incredible experience for them to be like, okay. With their own grief mm. and their own process. Just in that in that space, and that has just meant so much to me.
0: That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, what a gift! I what a gift for so, for students, and it it also brings to mind like this thing that I always say, which is like yoga can be inherently therapeutic without it having to be psychotherapy. There are ways that we can enhance like our humanness where when we're being together in that authenticity with a little bit of skill and know-how, we actually open up a doorway for things to be like naturally and inherently healing and therapeutic. And and what is even psychotherapeutic doesn't have to be relegated to an office. Now, of course, there are times where that is obviously extremely appropriate um, mm-hmm. and necessary, but there's so much that can be done um, in the context of, of the teaching.
1: Absolutely. Cause yeah, I'm certainly not doing therapy. Yeah. Um, but just the invitation for people to just, you know, like, you know, actually it's like, it's okay what you're feeling, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, and just, and how to even feel it and you're just for them to feel it in their bodies right? and to breathe to it. And to then, and that alone, it sounds so simple, but it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so wonderful. And I, yeah, I'm always, it's just moves me very deeply in the times that I'm, I feel prepared now to, to just be, to, to meet what's needed in that moment mm-hmm. in a, in a skillful way. Cause before I would have freaked out, like, Oh my gosh, someone's upset. I'm, I'm getting upset. I don't know what to do with it. Like, it's just, it would become this thing. And I know that it's like, now I, I track my own sensations when, you know, it's just something I do now. It's like, I'm able to track that feeling of like pressure in my chest and the, you know, bubbling feeling I start to get. But that just keeps me in my own experience so that I can just be present to them as they are. So it just, it becomes a habit in a certain way when Mm -hmm. you practice it enough. And it it changes how you interact with that. Not just my students, anybody, everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel strong and able to serve in that place. Mm -hmm. Strong and tender. Mm -hmm. You you know, just able to there yeah.
0: yeah it's wonderful Gina tell yeah. us just a little ditty about kind of what your life is like like the work you do and kind of what where you're at and where you teach and all that just so people who are listening and love you as much as I do can stalk mm-hmm. you and find you
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't stalk her but you know what I mean <laughs> oh seek her you. out um, Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, I'm in the Atlanta area and I teach mostly at um, a studio called Yoga Collective and I offer um, 200-hour trainings uh, that has a 100-hour immersion component that's separate and then onto teacher training. From there, I'm currently in my first advanced 300-hour training, which has been a a beautiful and a big endeavor. Um, And I teach public classes too, you know, a handful a week and I do private sessions. Um, I am a, a new meditation teacher. I, I, I did, uh, I've been meditating for gosh, 17, 18 years, but I've, I finally, um, completed the process of, uh, of a really learning how to teach meditation in a very formal, um, uh, personal way that, um, the particular style that I, that I've been practicing, which has been really wonderful. So it's been a joy to begin to offer that as well. Um, and that's, that's mostly it. You find me at my, um. I'm at Ginaminyard.com and on Facebook, Gina Minier Yoga. Um, pretty easy to find just by my name. So um, that's about, that's about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're in that area, it's to to go take Gina's class is a gift. So you can go seek her out. Yeah. Gina, thanks for uh, this conversation and just sharing a bit of your experience, and um, your reflections, and constructive criticism, and support continually over the past years as I've reworked the curriculum of this course has been just so, um, so important for me and just such a lifeline. So I really appreciate you and how you've taken this material and made something that I couldn't even see before mm-hmm. when I was like, oh, this would be a cool thing to get other mm-hmm. teachers to do.
1: Yeah, man, that's oh. so great, and that's so great to hear, and I, I just, um, I love that, it I don't know, I jumped in at that certain moment that was so right for me, mm-hmm. and I, that it's become something that's helped, helped you move, move this process along, is really awesome, I'm so grateful to be, have been part of that, and I just, I just, um, as much admiration and, and sort of love and awe of you as well and the work that you're doing sincerely. Um, you inspire me constantly with just with what you share and how, how you show up and um, you're truly a mentor to me. Mm-hmm. So, thanks. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks.
0: And thanks everyone for tuning in and listening and um, seek out Gina uh, if you feel called and if you are interested in the emotional literacy for Yogi's course starting In October, you can find more information about that at my website, which is ecstaticunfoldment.com. Just search for emotional literacy under the online school, and you'll find tons of information about the course. And I hope you continue to enjoy this series in, in the new podcast and more soon.